Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everyone, you're listening to Heather Kelly, the host of the Indie Music Room, and I want to welcome Brooke Hoover this month for our interview. Um, He's here on a Sunday, which is unusual for me, but he made the trip from a show in Des Moines last night, and we're very grateful for that. Brooke Hoover, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm having a good time coming out to the studio and seeing you guys. It's been a while, it sure has. Yeah. I just want to kind of fill in everybody what you've been doing, where you're career started what you know what you do outside of music and just to give an all-around feel of who you are Brooks so why don't we start off um tell me when you started in the music business oh we we started playing guitar in the neighborhood about 1975 76 with my dear friends Joel and Kirk and Al and Steve and we just uh kind of all learned together and Joel and I played till we were in the you know we played up till about five years ago together so that's a long time okay what was your first band that you ever formed well i think we called it red suit just because that was a, a joke the swimming team had the, the red <laughs> suits we wore swimming in the school in fort oh. dodge and uh, we played the ninth grade talent assembly and it was kind of a they drew back the curtains and the kids screamed and it was kind of a big day you know for, yeah a little bit of chaos, rock and roll business. and uh, That's when you got the itch. Yeah, huh? yeah. And then um, it's been downhill ever since. Oh, no, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think I did some research, but around 93, the Meek Rats came out? Uh, Meerkats. Meerkats. Okay, yeah, yeah. I put down Meek Rats. But the Meerkats, tell yeah. me who was involved with that. Well, again, my, my best friend, Joel McDowell, played, mm-hmm. he played the bass and wrote songs and sang real good. And then Eric Marshall was on drums, and we were a trio. And uh, we were down based around Iowa City, and we just came out playing gigs, and we came up here and recorded a a cassette with Kirk and uh, put that out, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We got pretty pretty warped on that album. And and then uh, we did two more albums. We got Kyle Oilo on guitar, and then he was a real good songwriter, singer, so we had three singer-songwriter guys kind of fighting it out <laughs> yeah it was sure. really fun it was messy we we're all you know pretty artsy creative well collaboration's good as yeah. long as as everybody can give yeah. and take a little bit it, it was some yeah it was trying at times but somehow we got it done and then uh i ended up buying brad hex a bunch of his studio gear and then we all started recording at my house okay and that's when things kind of stopped working because you know <laughs> we when you go to the studio, you're focused. But when you go to Hoover's house, it was just a party. So we, right. we, we got some stuff done, but we didn't release any more stuff. But I might put out a a crazy compilation of that someday. I've still got it all. but Sure, sure. And then I, Flaming Camaros. You still play with them off and on, correct? Yeah, yeah. We're only doing about five or six things a year now. But we, used, we just sort of morphed from Meerkats, an original band, to... We got really loungy and lazy, and we just started doing more covers, uh-huh. and we sort of had a dual identity as Flaming Camaros, which was more of a rootsy country thing, Okay, but that kind of went back to more whatever we wanted to do. It kind of went strictly covers, right? and so Flame, Flaming Camaros were just kind of a joke band where we all wore matching like cowboy shirts and went in and did country <laughs> gigs, just be, being kind of, even though... That's not who we were, but right. we were playing. We were kind of 
spoofing like an, a 70s country act. How was the response? They, they it went crazy. It was really pretty good at this at this <laughs> excellent Nancy's Country Inn in Fort Dodge or uh, Cedar Rapids. Sure. And Nancy loved it, and the people loved it, and they all danced. And it's a super kind of rural crowd, uh-huh. and they were authentic country fans and for serious country gig. And she booked us for like a whole year of, you know, maybe twice a month, uh-huh. which was you know amazing at the time. And then uh, we were doing one of our gigs, and some of our friends came, and we had a little too much beer, and sure. they requested ACDC covers, which we <laughs> did, and it really, really burned that bridge hardcore. So we oh. got, and so it kind of we forgot about Flaming Camaros, yeah, and then we just brought it back because just why not? Yeah, it sounds like it was kind of fun, yeah, or fun. So yeah, it was. We did kind of ironic country covers like uh, Tammy, why not? Tammy Wynette, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of, you know, Wichita lineman. Sure. It was cool, but... Uh, so how did you go from the Flaming Camaros to Surf Zombies? Well, they, these all these existed at the same time, like Meerkats and Flaming Camaros right. w- were existing, plus Surf Zombies. I was playing with Sarah Cram and the Derelicts and a Stones Tribute Act, and it added up to about seven bands at one time. <laughs> And but I was kind of the chief sure. schedule uh, organizer, you know. Half we all yeah. worked together, but I kept it all straight and told everybody where to be, and it was all working. And then finally, it really did blow up, though. Oh no! We had, we did have a little blow up. I think that's typical in this industry. Yeah. So and that's okay, you know. It all worked out. It was yeah. fun. But uh, so it, where are things standing now? I know you're doing some solo work. Yeah, and- I'm doing solo shows, which is. I just do the covers that I like, but I think I'm going to start bringing in some of my originals, which with vocals that I had kind of hidden from for uh, the past ten years. I'm kind of realizing that it wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> well, again, we spoke about this earlier. We're all our own worst critic, yeah, and yeah. and sometimes we get too close with the music. And if you give it some space and come back to it, it sounds it sounds great. Yeah, so, I'm kind of looking forward to hearing one of these. Uh, I'm a lucky guy is the first song we're going to play today. Tell me about how that came around and who was involved and where it was recorded. Um, This is one of the first songs I ever wrote in about uh, 1981 or so or 82. And Kirk heard me and Joel play in it. We had a band called Joe Quasar and the Motorolas or the Motorolas. We played around Fort Dodge in Iowa Mm -hmm. in the early 80s. And Kirk heard this song and he said, hey, come on out to the studio. We're going to cut that. I'm like... Kirk Kaufman, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, I was blown away, you know, just like, you're kidding. And so we came out and Larry Adams did the drums and I did the rhythm and maybe a scratch vocal. Sure. And Kirk showed me how to overdub bass and a couple more guitars and then cut a vocal and uh, then Dave Steen came in and did just a screaming guitar part on He's it. He's amazing. Yeah. And so Larry was playing super energetic. He was just super wound up and did a really exciting drum part. And anyway, and we played the song live, and some of my older peers and mentors in the area were, you know, responded favorably. And, you know, we played it, we beat it into the ground and I kind of put it away. But just because I'm coming here today, I thought I would re-record it last week at the last minute. I had John Wilson do drums and I did the rest of it. So okay, it's well, just kind of fun. It's just a, I'm a lucky guy. Uh, 
and it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. I've just been, I've just bumbled through life and wow. it's been fairly lucky so far. It's a privilege that you went to the work to record that. Yeah, so just for you guys. Here we go with I'm a Lucky Guy. Was I'm a lucky guy from Brooke Hoover, and it sounds like you worked with great musicians. And for that just being done last week, that's a, that's a fun, good song, Brooke. I really like that song. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it gets you up and moving. It's great. Um, where I know you said you recorded here with Kirk at Junior's Motel Recording Studio. Why don't you fill us in a little bit about the other studios you worked in in the past? Oh wow. Um, well, the this is by far you know the a great wonderful studio and. You know, it's just incredible. So this is kind of like my home base for thinking about recording. And I did songs with Kirk throughout the 80s. He he would uh, let me come out and do... You know, it was a learning process. It was really fun. And I've got some of those mixes on cassette. I would like to somehow get them online someday. Um, I got... I went up to Paisley Park and recorded one weekend. 
Wow. In Minneapolis? What yeah, was that uh, like? Yeah, Chanhassen. Chanhassen. What was that like? I had a, an agent guy that was getting me road gigs and, uh, what was his name? Professional Musicians Referral. Yeah. And uh, he, he, I was down visiting my folks in Fort Dodge and he called and said, Brooke, get up to Paisley Park in Chanhassen. Uh, I was going to meet a producer and and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I got up there the next day and uh, went in and they were looking for me and this producer guy had a client that wanted to basically do a vanity project and and I was like the artist and this guy was a drummer and we were forming a band and it turned out to be kind of they had us come in at 10 p.m. to record on the weekends uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, man it was the drummer guy didn't do very good okay but we had practiced for about nine months for this thing and uh, the drummer guy didn't do very good. Oh, no. And so, but then we started overdubbing, and the producer started acting really weird. And uh, finally, on the second night, he had me, he had a, uh, the the solo to the song I'd played for years, and he said, uh, yeah, we're going to change that about, you know, 2 or 3 a.m. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and so he sang, yeah, he sang this really complicated melody and made me punch it in and nail it that just was completely outside of my uh, comfort zone. Uh-huh. And then it was exhausting and humiliating. And then he said, now we're going to do a counter melody on top. I'm like, what's a counter melody? Right. So he sang this thing that was 10 times more bizarre and made me punch that in. And anyway, so by that time, this is about 92. Uh-huh. And I was in road bands for about a year or so, a couple years before, during that time. Yeah. And so I was... I had a girlfriend there in Minnesota that she dumped me, and I was just like, you know, and everybody's yelling at me to move back to Iowa, so uh-huh. I just sort of left them behind and didn't. But anyway, I got to record at Paisley Park. And that is, that's great. That's the story, and uh, I never heard what it sounded like. Oh, I was going to ask, did you ever get the final copy? I, I asked for it, and that producer guy, he just was kind of a monster of yeah. some sort. Like I think he was a scam, uh, like a predatory scam I, I googled him and he doesn't exist so oh well okay we learned our lesson there but at mm-hmm. least you got to be on site there that's something I've never got yeah, to do yet yeah it was that was what was cool I was in the smaller studio which studio B or was it C it's a tiny control room but it had a big gymnasium and that's where I set up a tiny fender amp in the middle of that and recorded some parts oh cool now, you also did a lot of work at 34th and Clark in Des Moines what's that I guess I've never heard of that 34th place. and Clark yeah, it's um, I don't Black Door Studio. Oh, Black Door, that's me. That's oh, my that's place. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that's okay, in Cedar Rapids. My, I totally didn't understand that when I was doing oh, my research. Okay. It said tracked at Thirty Fourth and Clock yeah, Clark yeah. and Back Door Studios in Cedar Rapids. So I didn't know what what that was. Well, I was four tracking for like since uh, I was recording, you know, just recording as much any way I could through the eighties, and yeah. I fi- finally got a. Brad Heck's 16-track tape machine in about 94 or 95, and that's been my studio at my house. And I recorded about 50 bands at my at my house. Right. And uh, I don't really like doing that anymore, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I got my own stuff I want to do, but I'll do it. But uh, I realize I, I don't, I got a limit to my patience, you know. And right. I just can't. If it's something that goes fast and easy and and the people are cool, yeah, I'm into it. But it's just like... Well, I, you're focused on what you want to get done. My patience is stretched, you know, being a teacher and 
Mm-hmm. I only got so much of that real kind, gentle, patient thing that I, other, you know, I just, yeah, I don't want to wreck somebody's day, you know. So, <laughs> well, don't wreck mine. Let's no. hear about beer guzzling swine. <laughs> oh gosh, this is kind of a joke. Well, okay, this was on the Meerkats uh, second album. We did it at John Speck's studio. Uh, hey everybody, won't you look at me? I'm. It's just about maybe. It's an anti-drug drinking song. Okay. Hey, it's kind of making fun of being a beer guzzling swine. So it's. It's just, and I'm kind of doing some hardcore yelling. It's, hey, everybody, won't you look at me? I'm an outcast of society. The second verse is, the drugs I took made me insane. I took a good thing and threw it down the drain. If I only had a chance to do it again, I'd be so good. Never stray off the line. If I only had a chance, da-da-da, I'd be so good. Not a beer-guzzling swine. Yeah. And it's, it's like... But it's just it's just venting, yelling, and screaming, and just making. It's got an outrageous chord progression, and that's got a guitar freak out on the end. So well, good. I'm I, looking forward to hearing yeah, it. Here you go. Here we go with beer guzzling swine.
was beer guzzling swine i don't think i've ever heard a song quite like that but it's intriguing i liked it and uh, yeah. you're right about the gu- guitar parts they're, yeah. they're pretty incredible um as far as gigging how much how do you play how much do you play and where at and i do know that i'm excited to tell people that you've been to liverpool yeah i played a gig in liverpool at the cavern club yeah my friend al who we started playing with in the early 70s he his power pop band from Chicago had a gig at uh, International Pop Overthrow, and and they do it different parts on the, you know, New York and Los Angeles and yeah. the, Chicago. They did one in Liverpool, and they he announced it, and I said I will be there as your personal drum roadie. No, you know, I was going to be there carry his sticks. You yeah, know? and he goes, oh, how about you join the band for that? I'm like, oh, okay. And so I went to rehearsed with them in Chicago, and we did a, a set and in the Cavern Club, which is. Well known. Yeah, I think the Beatles played there a couple times. Of course. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, and as far as your current, um, you know, your current schedule, what's going on, where you're playing? Oh, yeah. Uh, I printed it out, but I left it in the car. You know what? That's okay, because at the end of this, I'll put links to your websites and everything. All right. Do you know, like, Des Moines or Yeah, we're we're coming back to uh, the gas lamp. We're playing with... uh, Shock Treatment, which is a Ramones tribute act, which I was Johnny Ramone in that for about six months. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> that was the the singer's about seven feet tall in that band, and they all look pretty, they're extremely detailed. They do a really good job. So sure. it really felt like you're on stage with the Ramones. Mm-hmm. So, but I, man, that that's why in I'm a Lucky Guy, I wrote something about getting fired from bands. I've been fired from four tribute acts in the past. <laughs> Like two years. Sure. So don't ask me to join your tribute act. <laughs> well, that's what this is about. You like original music, yeah. and we like to hear that. Um, not everybody can create original music, but you know, a lot of artists can do cover tunes. So it's, Co- it's, covers are cool. I, you know, I put in, I study the Beatles from head to toe every day, and I record versions of the Beatles yeah. just to analyze it. And so I love studying and covering songs. It's killer to cover songs, but. I'm I'm I put tons of energy in the, in the past ten years, right? But I also just finished a, an all original Surf Zombies album. Cool. So that's we're we're in the process of uh, maybe editing and doing some more overdubs. We're we're gonna anyway. We you know we're trying to top our previous five. You always do, yeah. Albums and so we so that's out of my hair. So now I'm I want to go back to doing songs with vocals. I've got about forty songs sitting there that I can't really finish but i think i just haven't been trying to you know complete lyrics and stuff well it's not like you do full you musician full-time you're a teacher as oh, well yeah. so trying to find the time to get everything in and yeah it's crazy i know from experience the mixing mastering recording process is not a fast yeah. one. Oh so. yeah we really take our time yeah it's terrible um the next song that we're going to play today is called he rides his bike what's this about oh my gosh this is a story i i had i had a roommate i lived out in this this really um spooky old house out in the rural shoeyville and it's surrounded by like this black forest with giant fallen trees and like giant ridges it's super isolated and i ended up by myself there so i had to take in roommates which ended up being like one deranged lunatic after another. <laughs> and I got this guy named Scott. 
that became my roommate. He was like, I'm a biker. And uh, he was just, he just got off, uh, he just got out of rehabilitation. Okay. And he, and I had to teach him how to do a, he was just like living with this caveman guy, but he was really intimidating. He would kind of try to uh, bully me and stuff. Mm -hmm. But he, you know, at the same time, we, we tried to be friends and stuff. And I got way too involved with Scott. And yeah. <laughs> so he ended up going back. He had a relapse. Oh, no. And um, he freaked me out. And he ended up bouncing a bunch of checks. And um, he just ran away. And, uh, and all, all the creditors were coming after me. And mm -hmm. anyway, one day Scott called me from jail. <laughs> and he said these words. Uh, You're a punk ass. And I'm going to get you when I get out. And oh. it scared me. To where I was completely terrified of this I guy. I would be too. And so the song is about that. And there is that, those words are in the song. You're a punk ass and I'm going to get you when I get out. It's, uh -huh. it's about he rides his bike. It's about just kind of like, I'm a little bit teasing like the image of the super macho biker dude, which uh -huh. don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just more, it's kind of having a go at the guys that are kind of 100% biker mentality all the time which is kind of cool but yeah you know i like him actually i love him but they, scott was like a bad biker yeah he was like there's the, always one of those in the so group i'm kind of venting uh about that terrifying experience with this horrifying roommate which i'm glad he went away <laughs> well apparently he rides his bike so let's yeah. hear that song he rides his bike brad heck is on uh vocals on the oh brad heck on the chorus fantastic we know brad around here yeah so. he Look. mixed this up in minneapolis okay i'm looking forward to hearing it here's he rides his bike time he entered kindergarten, he discovered what was growing in the garden. He rides his bike. He rides his bike. By the time he was eight, he grew up beard.
set in the pen All the while planet is revenge You're a punk ass, I'm gonna get you when I get out Now he's coming on the scene High on crystal methamphetamine Hey, It's the infamous He Rides His Bike. That's that's a funny song. I actually, yeah. now hearing the backstory of Brooke, I, yeah. I can appreciate it. There's a reason for everything I do. Even though what people look at me and wonder what I'm doing, but there's always a good reason that's for, right. for everything I do, even though I don't like to follow the rules sometimes. <laughs> well, that makes you unique. So... I know for a fact that you were inducted in the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. That was in 2017. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's quite a privilege. It's, it's quite a privilege. Yeah. Kirk's got four plaques on the I wall bet now. he does. Yeah, he does. But Wow. What, did you, was it a solo induction or was it the Surf Zombies? Yeah, Surf Zombies. I think they call it a Spirit Award, which uh, Dan Johnson tells me. He'll clarify. He'll uh, qualify that. You know, it's just a spirit award, don't you? <laughs> like, well, still, it's a spirit award. They don't even look at me. I'm too young. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta be performing for so long. Yeah, and yeah. That all that makes it worth it. So that's really impressive. Um, also, you've been on a couple TV shows. Yeah, we've got this one song on uh, MTV's Ridiculousness on the Bella Twins episode. Uh huh. It's uh, what's that song called? Oh, the Zombie Stomp. The Which zombies. is basically just rip it off of the ver- the Beatles version of Money. That's what I want. Yeah. Only slightly unrecognizable. 
So it's it's like kind of a low level like album filler song. Right. But it's still fun to play. We play it live and we actually it's pretty fun to play. It's just easy. But that's on, you know, maybe I don't know. I wonder if you can even Google that. I would love to see it. We've seen it. Yeah, I've I I can yeah, I've seen it. The, the Bella Twins episode. I think you probably can if you want. Okay. And it's around the end, around maybe the last five minutes, of, maybe the last like segment of the of the show. But it's yeah. it's you know it's just kind of fun. We get a a little bit of money from ASCAP, so that that just that little tiny, you know, every once in a while ASCAP is is Great. is pretty good, and other times it's you know it just kind of ebbs and flows. But it's kind of keeps you interested. Royalties, like and, yeah, you know. I mean, it's all—it's just nice to know. Like, I'm kind of a jerk in conversations online when people are complaining about ASCAP, uh, kind of pressuring venues to pay a fee, yeah, or BMI or something. And then, uh, you know, I see some of the musicians, some of the more conservative musicians are that are strictly cover band people are kind of complaining about it online. There's a big discussion and then I'll get my ASCAP check and I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it. I'll post it. I go, you're doing it wrong, man. You're doing it upside right. it, down. This does work if you, yeah. Write your own rules. stuff, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's not nice though. I'm sorry. No. I apologize. <laughs> no, I mean, my show is kind of based around original yeah. musicians okay. because that's what I want to support is right. give people that write original music a chance to be heard. Yeah. And um, people don't know what they like until they hear it. True. You know what I mean? People only know what they hear. So yeah. when you get out the new music this way, original music, that's that's the best part of it. What are your plans coming up? What do you, What's your next steps? Well, what do I want to do? We're going down to Atlanta in uh, September to play... Uh, Southern Surf Stomp. So we got to uh, schedule some gigs to work our way down there and mm-hmm. back. That might be difficult. We've got a tour of Iowa in July. Okay. Or I think we're going like a Wednesday through a Sunday. We'll end up at, I think, July 19th at Byron's in Pomeroy, which oh, is really Always fun. a good place. Wow. Yeah. There's, that's and a great we'll place. We'll be doing a, a thing at uh, Arnold's Park on the Thursday. I think Wednesday we're at Toppling Goliath. In uh, that's July fifteenth in Decora, which we are kind of a fan of their beer. It's really sure. good, and I forget we got a couple other dates. So just little, you know, f- for us working, everybody's got day jobs and stuff, and that's kind of a big deal to go like four or five days out. And it is, but usually we just do one or two days, and occasionally three, which is fine. You know, we don't need to live in the van. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be okay. Yeah, That's exactly. my retirement plan is live in a van. Live in a van. I figure I'll get sick and go bankrupt, and I'll just go park somewhere and ha- <laughs> hang out. Get your guitar, write some music about yeah. being bankrupt and in a van. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll that's, be your next album. That's my plan. All right. This last song we're going to play today is called Impressed. How did this one come about? Ah, this is kind of a power pop song, so I didn't... You know, those other songs were, were a little... Oh, just slightly, uh, uh, edgy, 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 slightly edgy, or that's me trying to be edgy, yeah. you know. But I can also write things that are a little more melodic, and this is kind of like a love song. The closest I can get to a love song, it's, uh, it has a a, a pretty, you know, kind of major sound. Some kind of jangly guitars, Vox AC30, uh, some lap slide. Have Bill Neff on drums. He's this is from my solo album. Okay, great. And uh, 
Bill Neff on drums, who was in the Bent Scepters, was kind of one of my rock. He's one of my rock idols, you know, super great drummer, which we did open for them. A reunion last uh, June. Okay. But we'll be just playing lots of gigs coming up around. That's the plan for for things. And, uh, yeah, this one's called Impressed. It's just like a power pop song. with The lyrics don't mean a whole lot. It's just kind of a just kind of finger painting with guitar sounds. Okay. And you wrote this one? Yes, I did. Cool. All right. Here we go with Impressed, written by Brooke Hoover. everyone that was impressed with Brooke Hoover and um, I'm going to talk with him a little bit how you can contact him how you can find his material online um, again I mentioned his merchandise I've looked at it it's fantastic I want some, some swag so <laughs> I'll make sure to get a link on how to get that as well um, I found you on Bandcamp what is the other ways to find you Bandcamp well I'm doing a uh, YouTube channel where I do guitar lessons I usually post Two or three lessons a day. <laughs> okay. And first thing in the morning, whatever comes into my head, I, I do a kind of a rise and shine video of just wake up and play guitar thing. <laughs> nice. And that's a good way to practice. So if you search YouTube, you'll find, you know, my, my name, Brooke Hoover, you'll find my channel. And if you want to subscribe, I'll get like, a, 
you know, like a thousandth of a penny or something. That's how sure. that's my retirement plan right there. That's right. Every penny makes a difference. Yeah, look me up on YouTube. I'm also hanging out on Facebook. Okay. Just kind of, you know, connecting with students and venues and uh, I we, fi- fix guitars and things. Okay. So, You've got your individual Facebook, Brooke yeah. Hoover, but you do have the Surf Zombies, Surf Zombies as well. And Flaming Camaros. Okay. Yes. Well, that, look, that sounds great. I hope everybody looks up Brooke Hoover. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you in our studios this weekend. Uh, be looking for this to come out mid-March, and we will be in touch and see how you're doing in the future, Brooke. Thanks, we hope Heather. to have you back. So Yeah, let's do some stuff. Yeah, you got it. Well, thanks for stopping at Junior's Motel Recording Studio, and thank you again for Kirk for hosting our shows every month, and we will be back soon. Everybody take care. Thanks. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.